chapter four of the book of love by paolo montagazza this librivox recording is in the public domain modesty modesty is one of the psychical phenomena the physiological study of which is more difficult because that phenomenon is very indistinct and vague although prepotent and most exacting in some of its forms because it is very variable in the different races and because though a part of the energies which develop in the reciprocal approaching of the sexes it seems to keep them apart and born of love seems to have a tendency to frustrate its supreme end i too i must admit it through the various periods of life have changed the idea i first had of modesty at first it seemed to me a sentiment that rises within us in childhood and during adolescence as spontaneous as egotism self-esteem and love but later i became convinced that modesty is taught first and learned afterward therefore it is one of those sentiments which i term acquired or secondary modesty is an extra current of love and has its principal source in those powerful energies which through a battle or a choice must relight the torch of life animals demonstrate to us some rudimentary forms originating from modesty many of them conceal themselves when offering a sacrifice to voluptuousness very many females sought by the male begin by fleeing resisting hiding that which they desire to concede and this is probably an irreflective automatic act it is perhaps a form of fear which rises before the aggressive demands of the male but the aim of these resistances of these pretences of modesty is to excite the male as much as the female and to make the ground better fitted for fecundation it is possible that animals conceal their loves from our sight to protect themselves from danger knowing that in those supreme moments they are exposed to every attack but until the psychology of brutes is so limited we will be allowed to assume that among them also the first light of modesty has penetrated if this be so then we will find justification in the fact that in superior animals also this sentiment appears first in the female for whom the anatomy of the organs and the defensive mission in the battles of love make the actions of modesty more spontaneous and natural and to the human female too nature has assigned the same mission making her characteristically a hundred times more modest than the male the first hand brought by woman to cover parts which the male wished to see gave origin to the first energies of the sentiment of modesty which arose therefore at the same time as the first forms of coquetry man and woman then living together in the family or in the tribe were naturally forced to become independently of their greater psychical development the most modest animals because woman is subject to repulsive periodical infirmities and man shows other genital phenomena which if not concealed would attract too much attention from all and excite perturbation in males and in females it is therefore natural that almost all not to say all races of the earth present some form of modesty and that also in the human race the female should be more modest than the male because the aggressive mission which is reserved to him by nature makes modesty dangerous and almost impossible at least in the last battles modesty born in this way is taught together with many other things by men to children as the latter cannot until they reach puberty 
distinguish the special importance of copulative organs or the aggressive mission of the male or the thousand offensive and defensive vicissitudes of love modesty however is perhaps born spontaneously or to use a better expression by heredity in the more perfect and elevated natures hence modesty is taught to those who of themselves would not know it and we determine its limits in such a way as to circumscribe it within the purely genital field or to widen it beyond the amorous boundaries the sharahat prescribes that turkish women should cover the back of the hand but permits them to expose the palm the armenian women of the population of southern india cover their mouths wherever they happen to be even in their own homes and when they go out they wrap themselves in a white cloth the married women live in strict seclusion and for many years they cannot see their male relatives hiding their faces even from the father-in-law and the mother-in-law and these two examples selected from a thousand that might be quoted should be sufficient to persuade us that accessory and conventional elements often accompany true modesty to which physiologically they do not belong we ourselves in our own countries find that the boundaries of modesty are in many places marked by the various fashions of dress and that they stop from the knees down or from the breast up and not according to the national mode of dress he who mistook these conventional elements for modesty could write the great psychological heresy that this sentiment had its origin in the custom of covering the body we must not confound with true modesty those other aesthetic needs which compel us to conceal some repulsive actions of our animal life the true sentiment of modesty defends from profane eyes the organs and the mysteries of love and those parts of the body that are directly or indirectly related to it we behold almost all races conceal first the genitals afterwards the sides the breast the legs the arms then the entire trunk and finally the head but here modesty yields the place to the requirements of social intercourse or of jealousy the sentiment of modesty is among the most changeable in form and degree its ethnical history is written in the volume which i have dedicated to the ethnology of love it will suffice here to point out that i divide the nations into immodest semi-modest and modest according to the traces of modesty and the greater or less development of this sentiment modesty is unlike intelligence or the sentiment of the beautiful or other psychical phenomena which show an ascending and regular progress as we gradually proceed from the lowest races to the highest therefore it cannot be considered alone as a dynamometer of progress the of south america bathe very often generally before dawn but the men go into the water separately from the women they are very modest people who never in any case take off their chirpas and the japanese with a civilization a hundred times superior to that of the are much inferior to them in the matter of modesty the malaysians are very modest but the greeks and the romans were none too much so without leaving our own race and times we have women who would die rather than subject themselves to an examination with the speculum while men of great intelligence and lofty passions admit that they hardly feel a shadow of modesty in the higher races however if we neglect a few exceptions and take human groups in great masses we may say that modesty like all psychical phenomena of a high order grows refines and presents more delicate forms proportionately to the growth of the moral and intellectual importance of a people 
the nations which are the most advanced in civilization and morality are also the most modest modesty is one of the most elect forms of the seductions and the reticences of love an extra current of the great fundamental phenomena of generation a physical self-respect one of the psychical phenomena of the highest order faithful companion of love it is a sentiment which in superior natures possesses infinite mysteries ineffable delicacies gestures deserving a virtue prize glances which are a paradise words and sighs which deserve to be immortalized by the pen of an artist he who possesses the immodest or semi-modest nature of the fuegan or the japanese loses more than half of the treasures of love and is like a man who deprived of the olfactory sense admires the flowers of a garden woman is the vestal of modesty the queen of its most elect forms and when a virgin and as pure as crystal she possesses intact the entire treasure of the most exquisite chastity wandering through the garden of love she loses some of its gems and she loses more if her companion helps her to disperse the treasure it very rarely happens however that a woman even in the exciting and wearing races of a thousand loves loses all the wealth of modesty with which nature has enriched her even in the most gay and libertine life even in the filth of libertinism we see with infinite wonder some diamonds flash which the fire of lust was incapable of destroying and the mud of amorous simony could not soil we remain astonished and moved at such a power of resistance in a sentiment that seems so fragile and delicate and as long as a corner of sacred earth remains to woman upon which a humble flower of modesty grows virtue is not all dead and resurrection is still possible bow your head before this flower you jeering deniers of every feminine virtue you insatiable tormentors of lust respect that cloud of sacred earth do not pluck that humble and last flower of a garden which you so brutally have stripped of all leaves and reduced to desolation modesty is never excessive when it is sincere it is never too exacting when it rises spontaneously from the heart of a lofty nature it is a sentiment that can inspire only noble things and prepare us for sublime joys modesty has such power that it can elevate ignorance and simplicity to the highest spheres and encircle with a halo the most common loves as well as the most exalted it is possessed of such aesthetic energies as to smother with flowers the most bestial roar of the most brazen man and hide with an impenetrable veil the most immodest secrets of the animal man without any need of cloth or garments this sublime wizard will cover a nude body with a mantle that will make it invisible and impenetrable to lust guardian and priest of love it follows it at every step and defends it from the mire and from the fire and causing it to direct its eyes upward elevates and sanctifies it parsimonious trainer of the forces of love it preserves them always fresh and always young and when the first kiss causes the first virgin flower to fall from the brow of a woman modesty brings forth new and ever virgin flowers before the steps of the two lovers texture that conceals glass that covers balsam that stops every putrescence modesty is the most powerful preserver of the affections and perhaps more loves are killed by immodesty than by infidelity if the sentiment of modesty were not a great virtue it would be the most faithful companion of voluptuousness the greatest generator of exquisite joys an ardent thirst and an inebriating cup what joy but what danger of satiety now the cup is full foaming with lust the lips are burning and half open to the most voluptuous kisses of the sweet liquor but the cup is held by the hands of modesty 
who with the suavest art satisfies the thirst and renews it so that the lips eternally remain half open and thirsty and in the chalice the liquor will last for ever admirable prodigy of an immense wealth which finds in itself the sources of renovation and perpetuation stupendous spectacle of the most gigantic of forces confided to the hands of a child who guides and governs it we should teach modesty to our children and above all to our little girls as clearly as possible and refine it so that it may be all sincerity and delicacy and not a conventional hypocrisy we may be chastely nude and we may be cynically immodest with the body as fully covered as an onion we teach our young girls to lower their eyes before the glance of him who seeks and desires them and then we take them to the theatre where the ballet dancers are more than nude from the waist down and the ladies are nude from the waist up so that adding together the two immodest halves of the two very different classes of women we may easily have one woman all nude and all immodest we teach our daughters to conceal even the foot from the eager eyes of man and then we trust them to the hands of the dressmaker that she may perfect with her sartorial art the two modest curves allotted by nature and mould in an alluring way the contours which innocent youth still left chaste and modest true tartuffes on a reduced scale with one hand we hide our face while with the other we go on exploring lasciviousness as long as this profound hypocrisy continues to penetrate into the marrow of our modern society modesty too will not be very sincere or will be able to exercise only the weakest influence toward elevating and refining our loves nor do i know whether with all the unchaste chastity that forms our distinction we are entitled to class ourselves proudly among the modest nations if it be true that hypocrisy is an homage paid to virtue let us wait until the epoch of transition is past and we shall then feel that we really are as virtuous as we pretend to be End of chapter four